So other than the the sickness ravaging your house, how have you been? Yeah, other than the the uh, stomach bug that's been going from child to child back and forth, uh, things have been pretty good. Not a whole lot going on, um, mainly because of that. We were supposed to have some friends over on Tuesday, and we had to cancel last minute because Sarah calls me and is like, I'm in the Walmart parking lot, and Charlie is just vomited all over the, the car. Oh, that's like, as you do. Yeah, I'm like, oh, great. But it's, uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's been pretty good. How about you? It's been really slow because I, I haven't gone back to streaming yet. I've taken a couple of weeks off. When you, when you have a hobby and then you don't have a hobby for a couple of weeks, you're just like, man, what do I, it's like that, uh, it's like that scene from Talladega Nights when he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my hands. <laughs> like, I just don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I end up twiddling my thumbs and like doom scrolling Twitter and I don't know. Just taking a couple of chill weeks and then seeing uh, seeing where we'll be at. Yeah, the uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. We know somebody <laughs> who who actually uh, they they uh, have a problem, I guess, where they they don't know what to do with their hands when they go to sleep. And so, like, she's literally said before that she like wishes that she could like take off her hands at night so that she can go to sleep. And so I suggested, I said, why don't you get pajamas that have pockets? And then you could just stick your hands in your pockets when you go to sleep. What is the, what is, what happens? Does she just like grab things and I don't, I don't, I I think she's just like, I don't know what to do with them when I'm sleeping. And I'm like, that's kind of a weird thing. Don't you just go to sleep? Cause I, the, (laughs) this says a little bit about me, but my first thought was like, wear mittens it's just like the not gloves where they're the individual fingers because that defeats the purpose right but like the ones where it's just the thumb and then the the big old like blob of fingers yes like there you go there you go i, I, I solved the i didn't i didn't fix anything i had a, <laughs> I had a dumb suggestion i like the idea balls. though it started off in a good place it did so with that Welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is John F. Mueller. Um, I prefer to go by John M. F. Mueller. Um, okay. I Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. It was the first thing that I could... I don't know your middle name, so I just threw a random letter in there. It is neither of those. Okay. It is neither M nor F. It's neither Mother or Faulkner? Yes. Okay. So that is a true statement. Well, that's good. I was in uh, your neck of the woods just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if you hadn't had that sickness, we would have figured out how to record both of us in here. Oh, man. That would have been strange. Had, it's been... I had it figured out, too. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you were so excited. Well, it was going to be a test of the mic arm because I was going to still sit in my chair and then I have a couch right here. So I was just going to pivot the mic arm and we would just talk at each other and hopefully it would work. <laughs> <laughs> so John and I went to college together in Mm -hmm. a town here in Tennessee. And, um, and when we went there, we, um, I, I mean, I knew that town very well. I knew my way around it and we were a part of the same, uh, organization right there off of campus. And I tried to go over there to go see, uh, the leader of that organization. Of course he wasn't there. 
And he also didn't answer my phone call, which he never, ever does. I don't know why I was shocked. And um, in fact, in the voicemail, I said, hey, you didn't answer your phone, which no surprise there. Oof. (laughs) But I'm going to go ahead and come over and see you if you're at work. And of course he wasn't. (laughs) What time? I tried to get over there from medical area uh, over to that side of town. So like Mm -hmm. one side of this maze of a town to the other. And it made me feel very old because I got very lost because it's been several years since I've been in that area. Yeah. The weirdest thing about it is the routing hasn't changed. Like the roads are all still the same, but like everything on the roads feels like it's changed. Yes. So like if you, if you got directions based off of like colloquial landmarks, it was like turn left at the gas station and like that style of things, you would probably have no idea where anything is anymore. Yeah. Just the the time it's been in uh, the city where I live, because like the the grid, you know, the 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 street grid system over there close to the university, the houses in that area have changed so much mm-hmm. that I, and I'm a landmarks person. I'm I'm the kind of person that like I remember. I'm not too good with street names, but like if you told me like like I remember things about oh yeah, you turned left at the McDonald's and then right by the family video but like none of that stuff was there r.i.p you know i still have a hastings card on my keychain oh that's so sad that you know what i said that to my wife i called her and i said after my doctor's appointment i think i might go to the comic book store and then i sighed and i went man i would go to hastings if it was still there Mm -hmm. so sad oh and even the the comic book store moved if you're going to the one that i think you were going to uh yes i normally would have gone to that one but i knew that one wasn't there anymore Okay. That actually moved. I remember that moved before I moved away. But speaking of comics, this is related to our podcast. They are they are dying, man. It doesn't surprise me, to be honest it, with you. It's sad. It is. Um, but at the same time, you have the average price, I think, has gone up. Um, because when I was in college and I was getting comic books, a lot of them were $3 and some of the, the, the marquee ones were 4 and I think that price has probably gone up per issue. And, I mean, you also have to think, at least with DC, they've done two universe resets since I stopped getting comic books. Yeah, that's actually what I talked to the, the owner about. I won't drop any names just in case he doesn't want his name dropped, but we talked for a while, and because I noticed the DC wall, which is usually where I go, was very empty. And I said, what's up with the DC comics? And he said, honestly, they're doing Batman and Superman, Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. And then all of the other comics that they're doing have to do with the side characters from the Superman and Batman universes. Mm. So there's like a Catwoman, a Joker, a Two-Face, a Mr. Freeze, I think he said. And then like a, a Lobo, Super Sons. And like that's it. And then there's a Batman and Superman, and the and and that's it. Like they're that's it. That's all they've got. And it, and I was like, what 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 happened to everything else? He said they weren't selling. He said they couldn't get anybody to buy them, and so they just stopped making them. But yeah. he said even the Marvel comics, they have about half of what they used to. Do you think it's they don't sell like physical copies? Because I was talking to somebody this week, and she said that she had um what like Marvel Unlimited or whatever it's called. So do you think it would be possible that they would still release, like they would still create them and just release them digitally? I mean, that's possible. I I could see that being the case. I know for a while, I would say probably about 
a two-year span during the New 52, I bought majority of my comics digitally and had the app that just delivered delivered them straight to my iPad, and I would just read them from my iPad. Okay. But I don't know. I it, To me, with knowing that the selection is so few now and is so small, I would take that as people just aren't reading the comics in general. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of the criticism of like the MCU is like people are comic booked out and I wouldn't be terribly surprised to see that translate to comic books themselves. Because also, I mean, if you think of collecting, you don't collect new issues. You collect valuable older issues. So, I mean, people still buy stamps because they're a necessity. But if you were a stamp collector, I feel like it'd be it'd be silly to go get what are like a sheet. Is that what stamps come in? Sheets? Yeah, I would say that the biggest issue is that you have to have comics that are going to capture new audiences. And I think that's that's where I think they're falling flat, personally, is I think that they're struggling with capturing a new audience. And so the audiences that you do have, you know, are people like like you and me and others that have been fans for a longer period of time. And uh, I know DC in particular, and I, I talked to the guy about it, too there at the store i said i loved the new 52 like when the new 52 came out i thought that it was really good it was kind of it was kind of refreshing to restart the whole thing and um and so i was really excited about that restart but then it's like they i don't know if they just weren't selling maybe i'm not sure what happened but then they did the rebirth and it was like so we're gonna start this up all over again just two years later or i guess it It was was longer than that three three or four no it was I think at least five. Was it? Okay. Because Batman, I think, got to like f- at least four. I'll, I'll bounce it back to at least four because I think they got to at least 50-something issues. Yeah. So anyway, whatever happened, it didn't work out. <laughs> and I think that rebirth is when sales really started to plummet. And I think it was because I think a lot of people had the same idea. They were like, well, why are we resetting this again? Like, it's almost like you did a reset and then we're like, oh, wait, can we just pretend like that reset didn't happen i don't know yeah i feel like it could also just be like trying to do too much and try trying too hard instead of like you know we're gonna just pump the brakes we're gonna do something fun with what we already have mm-hmm. i don't know i'm yeah not a decision maker they didn't ask us it's true we were not consulted we were not we should have we should have been well what would that have been guys stop it <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, just slap their hand. We, no, we, we ask them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, moving on, um, real quick, uh, before we get much further, I do want to remind everybody that uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, which we would love to hear from you, there are several ways that you can do that. The first is you can go to our website. They didn't ask us pod.com. There you can listen to our episodes. You can also see a bio about John and myself, and then there is a place down at the bottom that you can leave a comment, and it will be sent directly to us. So that's the first way that you can reach us. The second way you can both reach us and just kind of see what we're up to in our daily lives, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, T-D-A-U underscore pod is our Twitter handle for the show. You can follow John J Mueller eight three three two, and then you can follow me. The nerd is underscore in. And then if you would like to send us an email, you can email us at they didn't ask us 
at gmail.com. And then, of course, please leave a rating and a review and share us with your friends. You guys are the ones that we're doing this show for you guys. So we want to make sure that we're giving you the content that you want to listen to. So please reach out to us and let us know what you think. And with that, John, did you have anything else to add? Well, to, I was going to gonna say, not to not to the, the plug, um, but we have more than a few trailers to talk about. Yes, we do. We this have was qu- quite the week. Yes, it was. And I suggest we start with Obi-Wan. I'm in. Okay. Obi-Wan trailer uh, was released beginning of this week. Was it Monday? I think so. Yeah. So today is currently St. Patrick's Day. Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. And also with you. (laughs) And um, so it came out this past Monday and um, my jaw dropped uh, mainly at the end where the lightsaber did the little arch that went into the plus symbol. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. (laughs) I'll be honest. The thing... The thing that I loved the most about the trailer was when they started playing the, uh, the Duel of the Fates music from episode one. Yeah, that, one. Was, that was cool. I was just like, this is great. This is wonderful. I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. We got to see a lot in this trailer. We get to see, first we get to see Ewan, Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. We get to see a young... Luke Skywalker pretending to we assume pod race yeah on the roof of their sand igloo thing I was gonna call it a hut but igloo is a more I would call that a more accurate term it looks like an igloo yeah that's yeah 100% what it is you are sand glue I don't know I've never I've never thought about what that was called because it was only in a new hope for what like 10 minutes yeah (laughs) ah yes everyone's dead bye yeah but we have the Grand Inquisitor. We have at least two more. The I don't remember which one they are because they have like silly names like the Fifth Brother and the Second Sister. And I, the ones from Rebels. Those are the. Yeah. <laughs> those are there, the, That's how I remember them. Two. We get to see two specifically from Rebels, uh, and then one new one that we've never seen before. Um, so they're obviously going to be playing a big part in the trailer. We hear that. It's basically they're hunting down the remaining Jedi, which is kind of something we had expected. And, um, you know, they're saying, oh, the Jedi can't help being good people. And so that's an easy track to follow. Yeah. Is good things being done around the universe. Uh, Obi-Wan is talking to somebody in the trailer. Whom do you think that is? I don't know. I'm trying not to think about it. Okay. Because I want... I want there to be some what's going to happen. Okay. To it. Okay. So should we not even discuss it? No, we we can. If you want to talk about who you think it is, that's fine. I just am not going to have an opinion to to weigh in. At first, I thought Ahsoka. That was okay. my first initial reaction. I was like, oh, I bet he's talking to Ahsoka. And then as soon as it finished, I went, you know what? It was probably Qui Gon Jinn's Force Ghost. That would be really cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and I could totally see that happening because I'm sure they're going to bring it up because that's the training that Yoda gave Obi-Wan before they went their separate ways. So that would make sense. Um, In the trailer, we see the Darksaber. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was, like, really big that they show. Uh, There was a clone trooper. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's an initial trailer. There's not going to be a whole lot of, like, oh, man, this is everything we ever needed to know. Darth Vader's asthmatic breathing. Mm -hmm. As you do. Yeah. 
I did I did read initially um Ray Park's Darth Maul was going to have a role in the show um and then they they rewrote or re-envisioned or they they've revised the plot somehow and he was just completely written out I heard about that and I'll be honest with you perfectly fine yeah I don't know how the timeline would have worked out because you have obviously the end of Clone Wars with what happens there, how Ahsoka captures him on Mandalore and then Order 66 and he gets out and like, oh no, what's going to happen? And he takes over Crimson Dawn. And then sometime like in Rebels, he fights Obi-Wan on Tatooine. And it's like, where in the timeline is he going to find Obi-Wan again? Because it invalidates that Rebels plot if he shows up here. <coughs> so like, I get the, I get the, it's a bummer, but I would also much rather have a Crimson Dawn show down the line where the villains are the protagonists because it's like they won't care like if they need to go and rough somebody up they'll go rough somebody up i completely agree with you so yeah um other than that uh trailer looks really good definitely should go check it out um in fact i might i might go ahead and post it to our website i think i can do that just grab the link yeah i might post that in the website along with the episode so that it's all together in one spot next up sonic 2 i don't know that i watched this trailer <gasps> I know. oh my goodness i did see the coolest thing about the release stuff that they've done for sonic 2 um did you see that the poster matches the game i have not seen that i will have dig, to check that I out i'll dig that up and post it um because it is like a it's a modernization obviously because so- i think it's sonic 2 came out in like the early 90s so it's not going to look exactly the same but it is absolutely a modernization that's cool yeah, it's it's looking better and better. Uh, that was a movie that you and I reviewed way back when, right before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and we both agreed that that movie was much better than it probably should have been. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good enough that I don't care. Like, I'm not worried about there being a sequel, which is very rare. Um, but also, like, I'm gonna see it. Yeah, which, I'm again, gonna see it. Very rare. And also, I think I'm probably going to enjoy it. It looks pretty good so far. Yeah, I, I'm not willing to go that far now, but I am going to give it more, there's more goodwill for it than there would be something else. Because the first movie, it shouldn't have been as good as it was. Agreed. So then we have the Miss Marvel trailer. Miss Marvel. Kamala Khan? Kamala Khan. It's a thing in the trailer, someone mispronounces her name and she corrects them. And I still don't know. (laughs) I have not been paying attention. Yeah, it's, um, (laughs) it's Kamala, like our, like our vice president. I didn't know how to say her name either. I've always just read it. <laughs> well, it's spelled like for us, I guess, in American English, I guess you would put like, you see it and you think like Pamela, but there's a K. So you would just go Kamala, but it's come on. It's, it's a softer A at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. That is a very good guide. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so like when I see that and I hear the, the girl mess up at the beginning, She's probably been corrected before, and so that's why she's... That sounded malicious, you know, yeah. Yeah, she, she's kind of being a uh, not-so-nice D- about head. it. Y- yeah, thank she's you. She's being a doo-doo head. <laughs> being a, a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <gasps> Jay, this is a family-friendly podcast. You can't <laughs> say that. And, But she, um, like, when you first hear it, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I could see how you would say that if you were, like, just reading it. But she's probably corrected you before, so mm-hmm. should, at the very least, apologize, you know, <laughs> afterwards. Be like, oh, I'm sorry. I have a hard time with that or something. But anyway, um, so she's got magical wrist bracelets. It's a, they, they reset her, her power group 
Which because has... initially I thought the only thing she did was her f- hands got really big. Yeah. She was like Stretch Armstrong. I don't know a whole lot about Ms. Marvel in terms of her power yeah, set. Yeah, I don't either. But I know there was a lot of like negative reaction to the to her power set being changed. Not the trailer as a whole. The trailer as a whole, I feel like, has a largely positive reaction. No, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I'm excited for the show. I will watch it, but I just I feel like they're combining too many things because they have um, whichever Rambo was in WandaVision was that Maria? Yes. So she went in and out and in and out of the town enough times that she has powers now. And I think she got the Quasar powers or what that was her rumor. And obviously you have Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and then Miss Marvel is like you said, I thought she was just stretchy. Yeah. Stretch arms. So, so I'm, I'm curious to see who shows up in this show that we don't know is going to be there already. Cause I'm sure, I mean, there has to be, there has to be somebody. I, I'm guessing Carol Danvers shows up at some point. I expect that you're right, but at the same time, that would be a little bit disappointing because she's like one of the super-powered Avengers. Like, what are you doing in this TV show? I don't even know who the big bad is for this show, actually. Do they Do they have Teenage a Teenage angst. Oh, undefeated. Can't beat <laughs> it. Cannot defeat that. <laughs> Pre, right. Pre-teen hormones. Well, I mean, time defeats those, so. Yes. I suppose that is what it is. Yeah, I don't I don't see a notable villain confirmed in the in the cast already. So hmm. Mm. hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious about Miss Marvel. Um my first my initial thoughts were, okay. I mean I'll give it a try. Um I think it's very bold to have the first episode release like two weeks after Obi Wan. Because Obi Wan is like one of the last weeks of May and this is June eighth. So like ugh, I don't know. I don't know that I would have made that decision because one is a beloved character people have been crying for for years, and the other one is a character that is not under the radar. She is fairly well known, but she's not deeply known, I would say. Yeah. Like, I know she exists, but I don't know what, like, we established. I don't know what she does. And are her episodes going to be released on the same day? I wouldn't think so. Hmm. I would expect it'll be the same weekly release like all their other shows have been. So there will be overlap between these two shows. Interesting. I, I expect. I don't know that they would change like that. they won't Obi-Wan. choose different days? I would think they'd have to choose different days. One at, like one on a Friday, one on a Wednesday or something. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. I, I'm Like I said, I'm willing to give it a try. Um, I didn't like the Captain Marvel movie all that much. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, so I know this is like not really related at all, but at least from what I do know about Miss Marvel, but I am curious to see what they do with it. Yeah. And what direction it goes. And um but in relation to Marvel in the MCU, we also got a scene release for Moon Knight. I think I watched this. Which was interesting. It was a scene where um I can't even remember his actual name. The actor's name? Yeah. Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaacs, thank okay. you. I was like, I'm I was another one guy in the show. He's uh, he's standing in the elevator. It's it's the scene in the trailer that like he kind of freaks out as the woman, the old woman, is getting on the elevator, and so it's that scene. And the reason why he's freaking out is because he sees like this weird, mummified like bird figure is like coming down the hallway. Mm-hmm. and it's about to come into the elevator, and then instead of it coming in, this old woman comes in. And so he's, like, freaking out trying to figure out what's going on. 
So my guess is, is it's a scene that's like very early in the series. But that's uh, that's the only other thing we've gotten with Moon Knight, which comes out uh, pretty soon, actually. The, the end of the month. Yeah. Two weeks? Thereabouts. I'm, and, uh, I'm excited, but I don't know why. Because I don't, I don't know this character at all. I, yeah, I don't either, but it I, looks good. I know a lot of people are really excited, and I'm excited for them, I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll watch yeah. it. I'll say that. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I will watch it, and it's kind of, you know, it, it, at least him jumping around from rooftop to rooftop and his cape and everything, he's basically like a Marvel Batman, mm-hmm. except white, all white instead of black. And, like, real crazy. Yes. Real crazy. Legitimate craziness. And also, if you wanted to watch Daredevil and the uh, Defenders Saga, I'm not sure what they're calling it. I've always just called them the Marvel Netflix shows, which is now a problem. They've given it a name, an official name, and I think they're calling it the Defenders Saga. I was going to call it like Defenders Adjacent Shows. (laughs) And uh, so all of those that were originally on Netflix are now on Disney. So now Disney gives that warning that it has mature content on the streaming service, which they've gotten a lot of backlash for that. Why? They're a streaming because service. Because it's a, it's a family streaming service. Okay, then use your parental controls and don't enable the mature content. But John, but John, this is America, okay? And people complain so they're heard because they don't have anything nice to say. While you're on your Disney Plus, watch Bambi and listen to what that daggum rabbit says. Yes. If you can't say something nice, Keep don't say nothing shut. at all. <laughs> Bambi was made. If Bambi was made now, what would that what would that phrase be? Sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. If you're not going to include everybody, then get out. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a thought exercise for another time, I suppose. <laughs> it is. It is. Um now, speaking of Marvel, we've had a lot of releases of different stuff. We've had a recent movie, we have a Multiverse of Madness coming out soon. We have several shows that have been released we have another one uh two more actually coming out soon so the question that i raised for john to think about is where do we see the mcu going in the next five years so i where do we see the marvel universe in five years i had pulled up the miss marvel uh wiki page to try to get some of the is there a villain when's it release kind of the specifics of it and there's a there's a line here that says the series will serve as setup for the film the marvels and i think that's what we're going to trend into it's going to be tv shows as character establishment leading into bigger scale movies so i think once we establish who's going to be on what team whether it's you know the secret avengers or the young avengers once they've all been introduced through their own medium, whether it is as a minor character in a movie or in a TV show, it's not going to be the MCU as it was when everybody had movies and they all tie together. Because I think the thing about the MCU, and I was telling someone about this earlier today, is if you have not done anything in, if you haven't watched anything, it's a very, it's potentially the most intimidating thing to try to start. Because there's what, 25 movies now? Yeah. And a lot of them, if you, if you look at, look at No Way Home, if you say, oh, to really understand what's going on in this one movie, you have to watch seven other movies on top of the other 23 movies in the MCU. And if the rumored cameos for Multiverse of Madness are confirmed when the movie comes out, that's going to add another, what, 10 to 15 movies that you need to under, like, have a working knowledge of? 
Potentially, yeah. Like it's going to be it's going to get to a point where it's too intimidating to start and that's when it's going to tail off more drastically than I think it already is. So you need to have things that are like we talked about with comic books themselves that get new audience. And I think TV shows are the way to do that because it's not like the shows that they've released have been bad. They've all been pretty good shows. But the trick is until I think until I think Moon Knight, they've all been shows with movie characters. So Moon Knight might be the biggest test of the Marvel Disney Plus shows in terms of how do they do it world building. So combine that with Miss Marvel show to obviously set the stage for a movie. I think those two are going to be the foundation of of what Phase Four does. Mm, okay, I see that. So you see a lot of branching off, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, I um I can see that too. Um, I can see a lot of branching off occurring. <coughs> excuse me, so that you can follow different sets of heroes if that's what you would like to do instead of having to like what John's saying instead of having to keep up with every single thing that's coming out. You can just keep up with your favorite ones. So I could see that happening. Um, I don't know. The shows concern me a little bit for the casual fan. Because there are a lot of fans that I, I know personally that, yes, they love the Marvel movies. But they are not diehard fans that they're buying Disney Plus just so they can watch these Marvel shows. And so I think that that's my concern, I think, of all of this, is the uh, for the casual fans. The ones that are just like, oh yeah, the next movie that comes out, I'm going to go see it. Like eventually, from what we can tell, it looks like there's going to be a lot of things that are just going to happen without really an explanation for it. Mm-hmm in the movies. And so it's going to be one of those things that you're going to have to go watch the show in order to figure out what happened in between. And I, part of me doesn't like that. I mean, I, I can't tell you, you should like it. That is an opinion is something I cannot say you are wrong. I can say that is a, a valid concern. I don't, I don't think the concern itself is wrong. My, my counter would be enough people just have things on in the background of everyday life. Maybe it could be one of those things, but if they're not invested, what are they going to miss? Because I know there are a lot of like finite, like finite, um, small, small little um, nods and, and I can't, I'm trying to come up with like $6 words and I'm, all I'm coming up with is like $2 words, but there are like details that are for people like us that, oh man, did you, did you, did you see that thing? Did you notice yeah. the thing? And it's like, oh, okay. Well, if you don't know the detail, then you're you don't care. And I think I think there needs to be a middle ground on making it enthralling for for diehard fans, but also accessible enough for casual fans. And I I don't know where that middle ground is. I I'm very glad I'm not charged with being a creative director of anything. Um, but I think it's it's definitely curious because the the Infinity Saga. I feel like for a lot of people is the MCU and the door is closed on that like that that plot has finished so this is definitely a where do they go from here moment yeah and I think the next I would say the next two years is gonna be very crucial in laying out the groundwork for what the the rest of what's going to be coming out and uh, if they don't stick that landing I could see the MCU just kind of phasing out and maybe even out. just doing yeah uh what what phase are we on now the phasing out phase womp, womp. 
and uh and it's in them just doing just shows like going to just the tv at just the streaming service and just sticking with that i could see if if the movies end up not doing very well going forward which that's why i mentioned the casual fan because for me i feel like the casual fan is crucial yeah because that i feel like not I feel like majority of the people that are going to the theaters to see the movies are just casual fans. Like they don't know about the comics. They don't know about, they don't know all the details, yeah. you know, all the little ins and outs, all the little, like you mentioned earlier, the, the, the small details in the middle of everything going, Oh, did you see that? Like they're, they're not paying attention to that. They're there for a good time. And so my concern is, is that they're going to phase, they're going to, move away from that so much that the casual fan is going to be like, well, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like in the next um, uh, uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy or or the next Thor movie, mm-hmm. like there's a good chance that Loki will be there. And the casual fan is going to be like, now, wait a minute, he died. <laughs> Very confused. Yeah, they're going to be like, what is he doing here? And so it just, you know, yeah, I think that's something they're going to have to consider. It, yeah, they're going to have to be really careful with that. But anywho, they didn't ask us. They didn't. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. I know. I, it's funny. I um, So I got to tell you about a dream I had the other night. So um, I had a dream that I wrote a book. And it was a, it was a, a Western. And it revitalized that, the genre. Okay. And like, like everybody was like, oh, yeah, Westerns. It became a big thing again. And then Disney called me and they said, we want you to do another trilogy of Star Wars movies because you did so well with this Western and bringing back Westerns. We want you to bring back Star Wars and make it better. And I turned it down because I was like, that's a lot of pressure. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been that fan of like, can you, what was this guy thinking? Yeah. Whew. Exactly. If you if you were going to try to revitalize Star Wars, though, if you were, what era would you pick? The prequels. And just try to do things adjacent to the established I would plot? Just, I feel like the prequels had something really good going on, but it could have been so much more. Yeah. So there's just little things I would want to add and to change slightly and just make them that much better. See, I think it would be really interesting if you did um, kind of like one shots for prequel characters because comic books, novelizations, kind of expanded universe things that might be canon, might not be canon, um, give a lot of depth to characters who are more or less an afterthought in the movies. And I feel like that would be really cool to do like big budget. Like if you if you were to do a big budget Mace Windu three episode arc of just like how did he get from where he started to where he was in phantom menace or attack of the clones i think that would be really cool yeah i would like that and also i would also like to do and they i think they've they've talked about it before but i kind of want them to do like a legends movie Mm -hmm. trilogy like what if they did this instead and and like maybe even do like a heir to the um, was was what was it called? Heir to the Jedi or Heir to the Empire or something like that. That would be really cool. Or sh- the Shadows of the Empire, Ooh, which that is like a, yeah. the stuff that took place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool to explore too. I think like just in depth on characters, man. Because like we talked about Phasma, 
in the yeah. sequel trilogy. And it's like, oh man, she's going to be really cool. And she's dead. <laughs> yeah. It was just very disappointing. So adding depth to characters, I feel like would be really, really cool. And you could do it like individual directors get to put their stamp on this is how we define this character. And then those could be kind of like auditions for a bigger role down the line of like, oh, we really enjoyed these series of episodes. So you get Star Wars now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have made the episodes worse. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, too. But we'll move on. We're we're kind of we're we're trailing. We're going down rabbit holes. We don't need to go. Not today, anyway. So the topic today is the King's Man, the King's Man. This movie was released last year. Um, or was it at the beginning of this year? It was one of those movies that Christmas. like Chris. Okay. It was yeah. one of those movies that was supposed to be released like 15 different times mm-hmm. and it kept getting pushed back. And then now it's out and, uh, it is now able to, you can stream it on Hulu and HBO max. I was really surprised that it was on Hulu already. Me too. Cause uh, especially after watching it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do, um, plot summary and then get into talking about it? Or do you want to go straight into talking about it? Um, I mean, it's not too long. Is the plot summary real long? I don't think so. It is somewhat complex, though. It is. So that's why I almost feel like we need to just talk about it. So um, let, let's. I'm going to start with this. Before you watch this movie, I think it would be very wise to watch the first and the sequel to this to the movie before watching this one. This is a prequel to those two, and so I think it's good to watch the original ones first. I think that's fair. It helps a lot to know the background. Yeah. For um, Tuesday night movie night this week, we watched Kingsman Secret Service, which is the the first movie in the series, I guess. It would be a series. series. Yeah, it's just two of them. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a Kingsman verse because there's no, well, there's a spinoff technically, but I I love that movie. Kingsman Secret Service. It's so good. (laughs) And then that talking about watching that is actually what what led us into picking the Kingsman. Um, I'll be honest, Jay, when I saw that this was on streaming, Already, after less than three months, I had very low expectations. As did I. I was blown away. I was too, man. It was so good. I think before we before we get into talking about the movie itself as a whole, um, it's an exceptionally R-rated movie. Yes. So I know we normally talk about um, things that are going to be largely family-friendly. Uh, this is not that. No, definitely So if not. you were going to, like, oh, we'll sit down and watch a movie with the kids, pick a different movie please yes there do are not, a lot of do not go with happen. this one yeah you, you don't want to have to explain that to your kids oh, like the, the scene with rasputin Ugh. oh yeah like it. <laughs> it was so good because that character but was that so whole weird. fight scene was awesome heebie jeebies the uh choreography it's choreography? so good yeah the fight yeah. choreography yeah oh my goodness so, so, so good. good in this movie i you know can you look up real quick who did the choreography um I don't know that that would be. Is that something they would list on IMDb? IMDb might. I'm on. I'm on Wiki. One second, please. Man. Yeah. While you're looking that up, my favorite scene in the whole movie was actually the fight that took place in uh, No Man's Land, and yeah. uh, because there was this uh, guy who was uh, working as a spy. So this movie takes place in World War One, and they're fighting down in the trenches, and you know you've got no man's land in between the trenches, and um, so this guy is running back, and he has been a spy with the Germans, and he's coming back with a report to the English. Well, the English don't know that, 
and they just start shooting at him. And then he gets blown up, or so you think. And so they go out to retrieve whatever it was that he had with him. And when they get out there, there are Germans that are also out there. And they say, uh, don't shoot them, because if we fire our guns, both sides are going to fire at us. So we, we can't just shoot them. And so the Germans also realize this. And so they all lay down their guns and they all start pulling out knives and hatchets. And one dude had a sledgehammer. <laughs> one dude had a sledgehammer. One guy didn't have a hand and had a hook in no, thought, the place of. I thought he had a, like a metal glove with a oh, blade on the end. <coughs> I, I watched right. way too much Forged in Fire, that show on the History Channel. And they had to make that one time was the, the challenge at the end of the episode. And I was just like, what the heck? When is this ever going to be? Oh, there it is. Okay, I get it. <laughs> And so then they start fighting, and that whole fight is just really cool. Brutal, but really neat. Yeah. Um, Let me see. And the choreography is... The guy who is credited on IMDb as the fight coordinator uh, is a guy named Max White. He is primarily known as a stuntman. Um, He did fight choreography for this. uh, Co-stunt coordinator on five episodes of The Boys for the Canadian shoot. Huh. Um... Stunt performer in Dark Phoenix, Shazam, assistant fight coordinator in Kingsman the Golden Circle. Um, okay, so he's done. Past, so Robo he's done Pop other Riddick, Kingsman movies. Man of Steel. Okay. Interesting. Um, shoot him up. That is a movie I have not thought of in a long time. That movie with uh, Clive Owen and like Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a movie. That, do you remember that? That's a movie that exists. Apparently. Yes. Oh, he was a stunt performer in 300. That's cool. That's really cool, actually. So that makes a lot of sense then. So because I, I noticed like the fighting style, I was like this. It's it's its own original thing. But at the same time, it feels familiar. Yeah. And that's why is because he did the golden circle. But yeah, um, man, so many positive things I could say about this movie. I loved the time period that it took place in. Mm-hmm. In fact, when it started up. It, so it's like 1907, I believe, is when it starts up. Somewhere around and then there, it, yeah. And then it jumps to like 12 years later. And um, I remember thinking at the beginning of the movie, they need to make more movies in this time period. Well, I, mean, I the, like that time period. The last movie I can think of in that time period was Wonder Woman, which, again, same thing, done in that time period and done well. Yes. Um, what is that, what's that Nolan movie that I didn't see? Dunkirk? Yes, that one. I think that's yeah, World that War one I as well. Yeah, that one was good, too. And then there was, uh, actually, there was a movie called Night... Ni- uh 1917 yeah yeah that is that is another movie that exists yeah and uh it, it's uh, that's a really cool movie because it's shot it, it's made to look like it's one continuous shot because this was sam mendez wasn't it yeah yeah director of skyfall in case you have forgotten it's an incredible movie how could you forget but yeah the the movie uh i really i don't have any bad this is this is a, a mo- um can't get my words i'm so excited this is the first movie i've seen in a while that i really didn't have any complaints about it yeah i so what were what were some things that you liked that stood out to you in a good way stood out to me in a good way i appreciate so um if you haven't seen the other two movies um just kind of a minor spoiler warning i guess with those movies is the um they're very much a they feel like a bond movie and that it's Secret Service, and there's these secret, uh, there's these cool gadgets and things like that. But there's almost this, um, I guess, comedic side to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's look in the movie, 
it's looked at seriously, but to the viewer, to the person watching it, it would be comedic. And this movie does a really good job, even though it takes place and in in a lot of ways has a much more serious tone yeah. to it. There was still a lot of scenes that still had that comedy feel to it. Yeah. I think you would not be out of place to call um, Kingsman Secret Service and the Golden Circle action comedies. Mm. Um, this is not that. This is very much an action drama with like sprinkles of like, ah, that was funny. And then it moves on to something else. Yes. So it's a, it's a bit of a change in tone, but it's not drastic enough that you're like, this isn't a Kingsman movie. Like like you said about the fight choreography, like you can tell that is what it is. Yeah, because like the the first like real fight we see that, that feels like that is they go and they find uh, Rasputin in mm. Russia mm-hmm. and they fight him and he is a dancer. He's a weirdie. <laughs> and he's also very weird. And um, he, the whole time he's fighting, he's basically dancing a ballet mm-hmm. and it was really funny. But at the same time, he is like really kicking some butt. Yeah. <laughs> And the the other thing about it, too, is like every character has their own distinct style inside of the known style of a Kingsman movie. Like Rasputin was a dancer. Uh, Shola, the Jaiman Honsu character, was just this like really big and strong, but also graceful because he fought with a machete, which is a bold choice. Yeah. Um, And then obviously uh, Ray Fiennes with the the standard fencing and and all of that. Like, man, that was that was a good scene, but it was really weird. (coughs) The, the mysticism aspect of Rasputin, I understand why it's in there, and I appreciate it, but that doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> yeah. He's real weird. Yeah, very weird guy. Um, i tell you something that I loved about this movie, is the, the nods to things that happen in the other movies that are just, like, briefly there and not addressed. Yeah. Like, the, the gun, the pistol, he was like, oh, when you, when you see this flare, that's when you know, like, I have control of the lift. And that same style of pistol is the Kingsman gun from the other movies. Um, when he shoves the throwing knife in his boot to get traction in the ice wall, that's in the shoes of the other movies. And I was like, man, that's that's really cool. And granted, I had seen them like back to back days, so it was very fresh on like that's what that is. But they weren't. It wasn't like they didn't linger on it. They didn't like it wasn't overall like too fan servicey. Um, and then even like there's a a brief scene with the president of the U.S. And he asked for a statesman on the rocks, which is the the organization from the in Golden the U.S. Circle. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Um, <laughs> I tell you, the one of the hardest things for me in this movie um, is Ray finds not being a villain. Yeah, that was a little different because I see his face, and I think I see his face, and I hear his voice, and I think Voldemort, and then you think of you know the the role that i would say made him like shot him to fame which is an unfortunate context was the villain of schindler's list oh yes so like yeah he had he had some runs in the 90s i think it was the english patient where he wasn't the villain in that but then he went to harry potter and i was like oh man he's so good and then he moved to m mm-hmm. which same thing um mallory starts off skyfall kind of as a villainous character kind of an antagonistic and then obviously as time goes on he he becomes the new m and that he's he's so good i will say the the dramatic irony of when colin firth is explaining the origin of kingsman in the first movie he's like all these rich people in world war one had all of their sons and heirs die and they had to do something with all of their money it did not bode well for the heir of the rich person in this movie Mm mm-hmm 
he kept like dodging death and i was like oh he's gonna make it he's gonna make it he does not make it no he gets shot in the face yeah and they show a lot of it yeah that was a very like visceral moment for me i don't know about for you but i was like oh 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 yeah it was a um kind of a you know because you you knew you knew what was going to happen if you if you had watched the other movies like what you're saying, you, you kind of knew what was going to happen. But at the same time, they do they did that good job of like building up this character and you're really rooting for him. And so you're like, oh, hey, he's going to make it. No, if you remember, he doesn't. Yeah. And it's upsetting. But what a movie. It's so good. What a movie. And it makes me sad that it didn't like this was not a movie that was talked about all that much. Do you want to when know? It finally came out. Do you want to know why it wasn't talked about very much? Do you want because to, it was delayed a bajillion times? Do you want to know what else came out at the same time? What? Oh, Spider Man. Oh. The transcendent cinematic experience of Christmas 2021 <laughs> came out probably the same weekend. Oh yeah, I'm, man, I'm yeah, going that to look would, that up actually. That would kill anything. So the King's Man released on December 22nd in the United States. Um, okay, so it released, it major release was December 17th for Spider-Man. So it was still very much the movie to go see, which is, again, is unfortunate, uh, for the Kingsman because it's such a good movie. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but you can watch it now. Are the other two Kingsman movies streaming though? Because I would say it's absolutely worth a watch and it's going to be it's going to be good objectively but having watched the other two movies it will be better i also think um it was really cool to see one actor play um king george uh kaiser wilhelm and czar nicholas because they were cousins so it was literally one actor in three different costumes i thought that was i thought that was really funny yeah, because they're they're royalty, they're inbred. Yeah, well, especially that era of royalty, it was the family yes. tree had no branches. I thought yeah, that was there, really there really cool. hasn't been many branches on that tree until recently. Yeah. So the other two are actually not available Boo. anywhere currently. That's not surprising, actually. I don't know that I would expect this to be streaming on Hulu for very long. Um, so this might be a go to the App Store or Google Play or, or find it on YouTube and um just rent them they're absolutely worth the like three bucks it takes to rent a movie now oh yeah 100 100 so whew. so do you think they'll do another one uh yes is I have, it actually already in the plans yes not a not a world war one era uh which would be cool and they do kind of set it up for a world war two um arc uh at the end of this movie which i thought was a really really cool choice uh, but there is a there's a third uh taron edgerton colin firth kingsman movie set to begin production later this year okay well i will be excited to see that because i do love these movies i remember seeing the first one and being um pleasantly surprised i i did not think it was going to be as good as it was yeah it's almost it's almost the same reaction that we had to sonic yeah of like this movie shouldn't be as good as it is yeah this should not be a good movie and it's very good very well, cool. Well, let's, um, I guess we should probably rate it real quick. Um, unless there, was there anything else you wanted to say about it? Cause I feel um, like we pretty much just gave it a bunch of praise. I can't, I honestly can't think of anything negative to say about it. So I'm going to have two sides of a coin here, um, about the villain of the King's man. I think a lot of the ways the, vi- the big bad is done 
is really cool. He's always shot from the back or in the dark, and he's very mysterious until genuinely like the last scene of the movie. He's not he's not revealed until the last scene of the movie. And that's really cool to do until the reveal is that late when you realize it's too late to introduce a new character. So I'm not going to say who it is, even though we are typically a very spoiler heavy podcast. But since we didn't go over the plot, I feel like that's fair. Um, I didn't I didn't love that bit. But at the same time, there's not another way to do that. So rating on a scale, I would can we do it? How would we do a custom scale for this? Because there's only two other Kingsman movies and they're both good. And there's not really a comparable stylized action movie scale, I don't think. I think we might have to one to ten this and leave it at that. How many buttons on a blazer? I don't know. <laughs> how many um, How many curly mustaches would you rate Ooh, that this works. movie? Um, I'm going to give this... Eight out of ten curly mustaches. Okay. Which I believe eight is probably also the count of curly mustaches in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it a... Mm, <laughs> we could have rated, rated it by goats. Oh. Um, <laughs> one and a half horns. <laughs> I will give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it a nine curly mustaches. It was good. It, it, it was is very good. good. I, I There was not a single part of this movie that I thought, you know, like I never once was like, man, is this going to be over soon? Or I, I never got bored at any point. The character, like I said earlier, you, you really learn to, you really care for this character, the main character, the son, um, comrade. But uh, but then, yeah. So I, I think it was well written as well. But uh, yeah, nine out of 10. And again, for the moment, at least, you can find it on Hulu and HBO Max. It is The King's Man. Strong, strong recommendation from the two of us. Very much. And with that, that's it. We, we already that's did the show. We already did the plug, so we don't need to. We could plug again, <coughs> I guess, but. Ah, nah. You could rewind it and, and find it again earlier. Um. Yeah. Reach out to <laughs> us. Seriously, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you want to. Re- what you want us to review. Um, I think we've got another uh, month with a bonus episode coming well not till may but still we're always looking for material to review and we'd love to hear from you absolutely but uh share us with your friends and until next time in two weeks nerd out